Join us for a life-changing encounter with Bishop Samson Kisi. Bishop Samson is the resident pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Bolgatanga, originating from the United Denomination of Lighthouse Group of Churches. Be blessed as you listen. And always night and day he was in the mountains and the tombs crying and cutting 
stones. But when he saw Jesus about, he ran and worshipped him, and cried a loud voice and said unto him, What am I to do with thee, Jesus, that son of, that son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he has said unto him, Come out of the man, that will be spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion. For we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was then nigh unto the mountain a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirit went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 pigs and were choked in the sea. And they that fled the swan fled and told it to the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came and they came to Jesus and seeing him that was possessed with the devil and had a legion sitting and clothed in the right mind, and they were afraid. And they, they that saw it told them how he befell to him that possessed the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray to depart out of the host. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil, praying him that he might be with them. Howbeit, Jesus summoned not, but said unto him, Go to thy friends and tell them how good things the Lord have done thee, and have had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Hallelujah. So, a very religious story. It's a story about a man in the city of Gadara. This man, the Bible said that demons, over 6,000 demons also in one place, a legion. And uh, he, Jesus had just come out of the ship. And this man came to just worship him. came to bow before him. And then Jesus asked him. And then the man began to even talk that why had Jesus Christ come at that time to torment him? And that his time is not yet at all. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion. Then Jesus commanded the devil to go. And then the devil now, the demons, you see, there's a devil who has brought other smaller demons with him, 6,000 plus. And then they besought him. So the day means all the dead demons came together and pleaded that if it was possible, they want to go into the pigs that they see around. And there were some pigs that were feeding, 6,000 of them, like 2,000 of them. And Jesus said that it's important to have one human being in this world than 2,000 people who are just going nowhere to have it. So the, 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 the demons entered these 2,000 people. And after they entered them, they, they ran violently onto the cliff. And then they committed suicide, which means this man would have committed suicide. And the 2,000 people perished. And the Bible said that those who saw it ran to the city. And told the people that, hey, come and see what is happening to our, our, our madman living in the cemetery 
What has happened to him when they came and saw that the man they knew, everybody is terrorizing the whole area, crying, shouting, they put chains, the chains get broken and all that. He was sitting down dressed in his right mind. But when they saw that the pigs are gone, the owners couldn't take an injury. So they told him that it's okay. We should leave the town, else they are going to have a lot of losses. And then the man who the evil spirit of came with came out from wanted to go with Jesus. But Jesus told him, No, no, I want you to be an evangelist. Go and publicize. Go and make known what has happened to you, how God has have mercy on you. And the Bible said that this man went to Dakapolis, 10 great cities, and went to proclaim the word of God. What a Jesus that we said. He said, What a great God that we said. As a compassionate and a merciful God that we said. So this story tells you and I about how the devil, if he has his own way, if he's given the opportunity to go the full length, what he do to any other person. It may be a story that when you read, your mind will tell you, oh, I mean, it couldn't be me. How can one person have about 6,000 devils? How can a man leave his house and go and live in a cemetery? And I mean, all the things that you say when you see Matthew. But you see, what the enemy did to this man is what the enemy wants to do to everybody. They don't care whether you are a Christian, they don't care who you are. They, 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 what they care is the Jesus in you. What they care is the blood that has washed you. If that has not happened, and you are just going about the world, you may not even believe that they are devils. It doesn't matter, it's even better. But if they are allowed to run their full course, you see, individuals may have one devil, two devils, 20 devils. But if they have their full course by this man, who, who for some reason allowed himself to be infiltrated, to, to, be, to, to be, if you like, overtaking and, and filled with devils to the tune of 6,000 words. This man had to literally move out of his house. So if the devil gets you, he will isolate you. To move out of your house and go and live in a cemetery. I don't know, would you want to live even near a cemetery? Would you want to be alone in a cemetery at 1 a.m.? You wouldn't want to be, you, it, no matter how spiritual you are, you wouldn't want to go to those areas because it's unnecessary. But this man packed his things and then moved to change his residence. He was living in a residence and now his address is cemetery plot 5 or whatever plot 7 in that town. That's where he was living. And that was not enough. This same person is crying. Who is beating him? We don't know. And he's cutting himself with stones. Himself inflicted, he himself would take a stone, shout in it, and be cutting himself. Then, while he's cutting, the same person would cry. would have thought that, but if he's paying you, stop. You wouldn't stop also. And the Bible said that this man was so strong that he put feathers and chains around his, 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 his leg, and this man is able to break them asunder. Can you imagine he can break the chains? And then he's loosed. I can imagine how he's terrorizing the community. And then he met Jesus Christ and everything ended. So we just want to, and I mean today, introduce the topic and to say a few things about what the devil does. I believe God will next week, we will take it piece by piece, point by point, and deal with it in a way that we will understand and prevent ourselves from being infiltrated by devils. Demons, you should
should know. They are spirits without body. They are spirits, which means they don't have a physical body. And so even their, their access to walk around on this earth is, is almost illegal because this earth is for man. But they always want to possess a man who has a rightful place on earth and then express themselves to the man. So like this man, the, the, the spirit that was inhabiting in, in, in the island, we have spirit of madness was there, we have Menda, we have other things. That's why when the pigs were filled, they, they said, this committed suicide immediately. Which means, ultimately, this gentleman would have committed suicide. He would have one day just drowned himself. That's what the demons did. So demons always need a living thing to express themselves. It's just like the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit. Or they also need the Spirit of God. But God also needs a human being to, when Jesus had to come on earth, Jesus didn't just appear. He didn't just appear in the scene. No. He was made to come through a woman because that would give him the, the legal entry onto the onto earth. And that's, so that's why every time your mind, the enemy wants to take over. And, and if God is also going to use anybody in the same mind, because that's the center, that's what Jesus they are made of. They are made for. So the devil always wants to take over it, then control it. Then that is where he's able to do what. So demons are just spirits. They are evil spirits. But their main aim is to inhabit, to stay with man. So if you don't get any man, you can go to an animal. But animal will not give them the greatest expression of how they want to do. But when they have a man, and when the man also allows himself so that they have total control, then that is where they have the full length to operate, like what happened in the matter of fact that we just read. So we just want to say some few things. One thing you have to know about, about demons is that they, 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 they bring fear. Very important. Whenever you see fear, F-E-A-R, fear, you feel it, you see it, whatever. Once you, you see fear, you sense fear, you feel afraid, there are demons around. That is very important today. That's what we talk about for a few minutes. Fear. Fear is something that you must fight, resist with all your strength. Because fear is not just an attitude or emotional uh, feeling. It's not a feeling. It's, it's a spirit. That is how God calls it. And if God calls fear a spirit, I don't want anybody to make me feel it's just an attitude. It's just, I just felt that you are not feeling now. It's a spirit. You are depressed. It's a spirit that is oppressing you. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says that for God has not given us the spirit, the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of love. Uh, he has given us now the power and of a sound mind. God has lost. I hope someone understands. He has lost. Given us the spirit of fear. But he has given us power. He has given us love. And he has given us sound mind. So to God, love ultimate. Power. Sound mind. But fear is a demonic spirit. And that is why anytime God has come to somebody who show any sign of fear, you tell him 
be courageous. He told Joshua, be courageous, be courageous, don't be afraid. God will always come to you and tell you not to be afraid. When he says a little fear, because he knows that fear is a spirit. When Jairus came to see Jesus in Mark chapter 5, to come to heal his daughter, who was 12 years, almost on the verge of dying, and as Jesus delayed in coming, the Bible said that at the point, somebody came from his house, in verse 36, 35, 36 of Mark 5, and told him that he should not wonder the master anymore, because the daughter is already gone, is already dead. And when Jesus said it, he told him, only believe, don't be afraid. Only believe, only believe, don't be afraid. Because Jesus knows that anytime any individual entertains fear, the person you are entertaining is a demon. Can you imagine it? Oh, me, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of white. No, demons. I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of this. You, are, you end up, conquer your fear. Deal with your fear. Don't allow fear to have the better part of you. Because if you do, you are led by them. And don't do things out of fear. If you allow fear to, to tell you what to do, what it means is that you have allowed fear, which is the demon, to lead you. The Bible says in Romans 8.14 that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they the children of God. So those who are led by evil spirit are the children of the devil. So anytime you do things and whatever it may be, the reason for doing it because if I don't do it, I'm afraid that the devil is leading you. And make sure that anytime you feel afraid, confront it. Do it, confront it. Because in confronting it, in that confrontation, what you are actually doing is that you are doing the devil. How we understand that? Don't entertain fear. Don't encourage fear. Because when fear is received, accepted, entertained, loved, received, that is when the other demons, it means he comes to open the door, then all the other demons will stream. We resist every demonic agenda of the enemy for your life now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I say any plan of the enemy which has started by breaking fear in you, putting it in you, whatever source is coming from, bombarding from the left, from the right, from the middle, from the... We cast that spirit in the name of Jesus. But we don't deal with it as an attitudinal failure. We deal with it as a demon because that is what my, my, my God calls it. God! not giving you the spirit of him. He has given you love, he has given you power, and he has given you sound. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15 in the scripture, it said that God has not called you again unto bondage to fear. You have not been called again. And I, I want you to understand the word again. You have not been called again unto bondage to fear. But he has called you into adoption, whereby we cry, Abba Father, we have not been called again. Why again? Again means that when we were in the world, when the devil was our master, when Satan was the one we listened to, we were 
perpetually in a bondage of fear. Then Christ came in by his blood, through his name, saved us. We have no business dealing with fear anymore. I hope somebody's hearing me. I said, Jesus Christ came and he came to take us out of the hands of the enemy. And the spirit of fear was defeated, crushed. You and I, therefore, have no business entertaining fear. We have no business allowing fear into our lives. Fear is some, somebody who must be afraid of us. And anywhere the word of God is, anywhere the light of God's word shines, fear disappears. Because you know, Satan operates under God. <laughs> the devil operates under God. They don't operate in the light. You see, it is like fighting with an enemy that is very big. I mean, if, if you are a small boy and you have to fight with a very big man, you, you stand no chance. So if you are going to go the conventional way of, I mean, punches, throwing blows, you know that you are, you are gone, you are, you are finished. You may have to do other things, other things which are non-conventional. If you look at the world today, I mean, there's superpowers which small countries want to fight with. And all of these countries knew that. If they are going to really fight with them, they don't stand a chance. So instead of going the conventional way of fighting and good for good, uh, these are helicopters, this is, this is uh, bombs, this is, they don't have it. So they will use other things. That's where we have terrorism, then they go and um, blow a building, then they suicide bomber, all those things. It's a sign that a lesser, a lesser person is fighting the stronger one. And they can't go the conventional way. So then they use some tactics, deceptive, and you see it is all done under cover. The, the modus of running of the, the devil is under cover. Once he sees his known, he's identified, he loses power. That is why even in deliverance, immediately you, you mention the name of the devil or which devil is operating, he can't work again. It's always going to assume that he's not there. That is why there's some of the continent in the world the devil is free. Because they even say that there's no devil. The devil doesn't exist. Of course, if somebody is coming to steal a thief, is coming to your house, and, and some of the thieves are not in this town, you will not have Because then you lose guard. But if you are aggressive and you are looking for a thief, then it will make it difficult for you to penetrate and come to, your, and come to where you are. So the devil wants to operate at the command. He wants people to think that he's not there. Like many people believe that, oh, there's no God and there's no Satan. There's no devil. Then he's very comfortable. He will go and, and make his seat there, knowing that, listen, they don't even believe I exist. And definitely, who, who will not, if you are a spy, like spies, they will bring that up. And anytime you are afraid that people will identify you, and then when they do, you go if you are a spy and you are found, your enemy will be good. So you are always making sure that you operate in such a way that nobody identifies you. Can you imagine if you go to an area and people will say that there's a spy here? I mean, just how you have to meet him. It's like, hey, and this is where they see a spark. And you may be killed immediately. So you, you, your prayer and your everything is to make sure that people do not know who you are. So that in their not knowing who you are, you operate. The devil does the same. They always operate undercover. And they, they don't want anybody to even say something about them. They operate in darkness. They operate with deception. They, they can't come out. When the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ shines in their direction, they lose their power. So they always hide, hide in darkness. And 
pray that no light. That's why this man read about him back from the Bible. Until Jesus appeared in the scene, he, he, he was a good The demons were free. They were enjoying themselves. They had their mind that they have total control. What they tell him is what he does. Won't do that such a, a servant. But then when Jesus came out of the woods and, and, and the anointing of him began to, 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 to see, because of course, the spirit, spiritual people see spiritual things. So when Jesus came out, and no one can help us, we don't see anything. But remember, this man had the eye is filled with over 6,000 devils. And they could see the type of person who was coming down. Hey, we have met our match. We have met our match. This man is only one. We have over 6,000, but we have no power whatsoever to deal with him. And that is why this man, with all the demons, they rushed. They saw his run. That is a master. And they had to salute. They came to bow down and pleaded that. Why is he coming to torment them before their time? Because the devil knows that he has a lease, and the lease is not expired. So if his lease is not expired, why then has Jesus come to dethrone him, to 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 take his room out of his hands? I don't understand. He's making rulers, and that is why they apologize. They begged that they want to be in the area. They don't want to go anywhere. And that if they are casting them out, would have thought that they can beg. But if that does not work, at least there are some pigs in the system. They will feel more comfortable to just be inside them and still be in their area. And Jesus, of course, he has said that what's like prophet man if he gave the whole world and lose his soul. So to Jesus Christ, 2,000 pigs die cannot be equivalent to one soul that is saved. One soul saved is worth the whole world. So definitely 2,000 pigs should be very little. Of course, in the eyes of the owners, it was a great loss. But in the, in the eyes of Jesus, one evangelist that is released into the world will do more than five billion pigs can do. I hope you understand me. So know and understand that the enemy we are dealing with is only operating under God in darkness. And that's the reason why when you allow him, if you are a Christian and you not come into the light, First John 1 says that if you are in the light, as we are also in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And Jesus Christ is Son, the blood cleanses from all righteousness. So there's something we call being in the light. There are many so-called Christians today who still abide in darkness. And then in that way, you, you may have a title Christian. But you see, don't, don't, don't think the enemy is interested in titles. Understand it. No demon is interested in whether you are a, 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 a Christian, you are elder, deacon, pastor, reverend, bishop, and whatever title you have, they don't care. They, what they care in the Lord's spirit is your rank. You may be no name, but you rank very high in the kingdom. Then you may have the highest name and rank very low. Once you rank very low, they deal with you. And, and that's how it is. So you have to be in the light. And once you are in the light, it makes it very difficult, if not impossible, for them to have to but so far as you yourself, who is supposed to be in their light, you are also operating in darkness, which is the area. Then they can match you with good because they are very conversant with how it operates. You may be very foreign, and, and, and it things may look strange. They, that is their area. And that's why I pray that if we say we are Christians, then first of one second, let us walk in the light. If you are in the light, as we are also in the light, then. We have heard God is light, in whom there is no darkness 
So if you were in the light, so may we be in the light as our Savior is in the light, then we can fellowship with him. So fear, like I said, is a spirit. Let's understand it today properly. It is not just an attitude. It is not just an emotion. It is a spirit. How old is that? Fear is a spirit. There's a scripture in the book of Job, a very interesting scripture. In Joseph 7, verse 13, and especially verse 14. Verse 13, he said that when I want my bed to comfort me, I want to receive some comfort. And my couch, my couch to bail me out. Then he said that, then that scared me through dreams and terrified me with visions. He said, so my soul have chosen strangling and death rather than life. <laughs> you have seen one thing he said. He said, I, I, I'm so tired. I want to relax on my bed. When I want my bed to comfort me. In other words, I've been stressed. I just want to rest. And then I want my couch to bail me out. To, 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 to also, if you like, give me some comfort. Then suddenly, I, I, you, you scare me through dreams. Then he said, and you terrify me through visions. So that my soul chooses struggling and death rather than life. What was Job saying? He said, he, he, he wanted some peace. He wanted to have some rest. But he realized that the more he's looking for rest, the more terrifying scenes he is that more scary things that he, he, he observes he sees in dreams and in visions. Why? Because the enemy will bring such things to put fear in you. And you see, he said that because of how terrified I've been, because of how scared I've become. I've become so depressed. So now the servant of God have rather chosen Death, but I'm not like. In other words, contemplation was contemplating suicide. Can you imagine? But what has led to that? Fear. When I want my bed to comfort me and my couch to sort me out, to bail me out, then, so in place of what should have been comfort, I receive scared dreams. In place of what should have made me comfortable, then I was terrified through visions. So when I put the two together, the scary dreams, the terrifying visions, every night of the day, every, every, every day of the night, as I sleep, that's what comes to me. I rather decided that enough is enough. Enough is enough. So I'm saying this to say that when you have allowed the devil to bombard you with things that are fearful, you can easily come to a conclusion that it is not worth it. And many people are in that conclusion. And if that's where you are, I'll stand as a man of God and I, 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 I cancel that plan. That, that, that bombardment of demonic words, demonic dreams, demonic visions in the name of Jesus. I remember years ago, I believe 2008, thereabouts. I mean, one day we went to church and after we closed, I was at home. Then one of our gentleman in the church came home. I was surprised because I'd seen him maybe some three hours ago. I, I left church around two, three hours about. And then this guy came home around six. 
So I was wondering what I brought him. So uh, I, I left the other members of the family and had uh, one of my chat with him. So I asked him what the problem was. Then he began to tell me many things. I'm speaking about him. I'm saying today we are just we are not we are just sharing something. So he told me about his story. Even how he was born. And how the mother died after delivery. He said that when the mother was pregnant, things were bad, and when he was born, he, he, he never drank the breast milk and a lot of things. And he has gone through things. And as he was talking to me, this gentleman was a taxi driver. This gentleman talking about was a taxi driver then. And he used to take my children to school. He was a, a nice man. I was really trained to become a leader in the church. He was actually a leader. And he said that at some, some days prior to this meeting, at maybe three, four days, he met a gentleman who said he's a man of God. And he was in his taxi, in a chatting. But this, this gentleman seems to know everything about him. So this man started to tell him right from bed what he had gone through. And then he told him, and after that time, he said, two weeks he had not slept. I mean, to sleep. But when he, he sleeps, it's like some people, some spirit of death is going to take him if he tries to sleep. So he couldn't sleep and, and, and he was just stressed and he had given up. So, in fact, the longer short of the story is that he came to tell me that if I was him, I think maybe he would, he would die. He doesn't know whether he would die tomorrow or the next. And that gentleman who came to Eustace in his taxi told him that there was a man of God told him, you should, if you find. It's a strong man of God to pray for him because from what he's seen, he may not believe the next three days. So he eventually came to say goodbye. And can you imagine? Fear. So I sat him down and said that, who is that guy? He said, oh, he doesn't know him. The only day he met him was as he, 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 he bought the, the, the taxi. So I asked him, does he know where he lives? He said, no. He did charge him. He said, oh, no. So I said, we are going to look for him. And I said, that person is a demonic person. You're surprised. You go to him, he has been a prophet. Then I told him this scripture, 2 Timothy 1 7. I said, God has not given us the spirit of him. He has given us love, he has given us power, and others have mind. And I explained that any man of God, I don't care the title they have, they can call themselves prophet, they can call themselves apostle, pastor, bishop, whatever. If they are coming to you, they come to put you in bondage of fear, then you have to be worried about the person. Because God has not given us more fear, and God does not send people to give you fear. In fact, the only fear a Christian must have is the fear of God, and the fear that when I die without Jesus, I will go to hell. If there's a fear in the church, it's a fear because you are not born again. And if you were to die in your unborn again state, you go to hell. That is what you'll be afraid of about. Apart from that, there's no business for a man of God, a man who calls himself a man of God, to come and put fear in you. So I told him, I don't mean by the operation of the man of God, the so-called man of God, tells me that he's a man of the devil. He's not a prophet. And if he's a prophet, he's a fake prophet. Because they do that to take money from him of him. They do that so that whatever they want from you, once fear is accepted, all the other demons will, will also come and play their part. So I told him what the man have said is, uh, is, is now and we are making it void now. So I prayed for him. Then I told him, I remember I prophesied to him in 2008. I remember clearly. I told him, today you are going to be overseas. All the same, you haven't slept according to you the past two weeks. 
going to sleep with interest. So I let him. So I knew the following day that he wouldn't be able to take my children to school at the time. I knew. So I was there. Often you come around, I think by 6.37, he comes. 6.30, he had no sugar. 7, he had no sugar. 7.30, my wife was getting worried. I was not worried. Then around 8, I just received a call. He had just woken out of sleep. And, and he, he was panting. He said, Pastor, what is it? He said he was sleeping and the neighbors in the area, knowing that his taxi moved out of the house around 5.30, they're about. Seeing him around 7.38, felt that something was wrong. So they came to knock his door. So he saw that he can't take the children out. I told him, Master, I prophesied to him. Take the rest. You see, this man, this man, I mean, this man, my, my leader, has, has received the spirit of fear. From a demon possessed so called pastor. He said, Don't be moved by that one. I'm a pastor. By their fruit, we shall know them. You, you can only know a tree by the fruit it produces. You can't use the leaves, you can't use the branches, you can use the fruit. When the tree is a mango tree, the fruit it will produce will be mangoes. If you claim to be a mango tree and you produce not mango, we will not receive that. And many people are going about professor to people, come and see me if you don't do this. Nobody has power to do anything that what God can do. And this gentleman, and I've had a lot of people come to me recently, I think last 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 two years or so, a country, a lady came to me like that. She has a daughter. Then they can't sleep in the house. Nightmares, 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 dreams, nightmares. Because uh, the whole family they are dying. I remember I finished my first service. I saw in my car. I sat with this lady and we started talking. In front of the church, I prayed for him. That was it. That, that, the dad, dream, the doctor, everything just is. You see, it is, it is knowledge. You know who you are. God has made us great, but we ourselves don't know who we are. And then we are receiving things from the devil as if it's from God. Don't be deceived. A pastor's work is not to, to sell fear, his work is not to introduce fear to people. His work is to deliver them out of fear. Fear is bondage. When you see somebody who is afraid, their mind doesn't work well. Fear is bondage. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, there's no fear in love because perfect love casts away fear. And he that is afraid or he has no fear, the love of God is not made perfect in him. Fear is not love. If you have love, you will not be afraid. But when love is, is, is there, fear goes. Perfect love, it casts fear. Perfect love, if you can love Christ, fear will go. So this in this morning, as you are hearing me, know and understand that fear is not your portion. Anything that supplies fear to you, if it's a film that you watch that will bring fear, don't watch it. Because fear, it means that film has demons. Is that, that is what is ministering to you. Some of you, you watch this, I'm going to watch a horror film. They have to have to get sleep again. You shouldn't. Why should you put yourself in bondage? Because fear is a spirit. And everything you hear or see, there is a spirit behind it. It's either the spirit of God which brings conviction, salvation, and deliverance. Or it's demons which are sent to, to, to lead you. And I told you they, they, they work undercover in a very cunning way. You think you are watching a movie, but you are receiving fear. I cast that spirit of fear. I cast that spirit of fear. I cast that spirit of fear. And I command that spirit to move out of this place now in the name of Jesus to lead that child alone. 
leaving them alone, that constant fear and cry in the night that they nobody can sleep in the house. This day is the end. I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. From tonight, may you sleep and have a bonus. <laughs> I remember I was preaching in Kema. I mean, one of the cities in Ghana in some years ago, and I preached about fear. And many people came and prayed for them. And I told them that was it. Fear is gone forever. The following day, we were taking testimonies. And one of them, there were a lot of them, all of them was able to sleep and sleep, 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 sleep. But there was this one lady whose testimony was revealing. She had lost her husband a year earlier, according to her testimony. And from that time, she couldn't sleep. Why did he sleep? He said, any time she closes their eyes, literally, the bed that is begin to go down. It's as if spirit of death has come. The bed, can, can you imagine, people are struggling in their rooms. It begins to go down, so then you sleep again. So till I met this lady, it has almost been a year, that he hasn't had uninterrupted sleep before. Every sleep is interrupted. So I remember that, it was a Wednesday evening, so we prayed. And then the Thursday, she came to testify for the first time that she had been able to sleep. That Wednesday, and as she came as to testify, she had had a sound sleep. May every spirit of fear, spirit of death, that is sent to you, be bound in the name of Jesus. We arrest their power and be cast by the root that they will not have a word in you again. In the name of Jesus. It's a spirit. Let me tell you, never think it's an emotion, just an emotional attitude. It is a demon. And the earlier you rise up to deal with it, the better. Anything that will generate and supply fear to you, my brother, my sister, I'm on it. Anything. And often it's bad things that will fear. When you do the right thing, you become bold. The Bible says the righteous shall be bold as a lion. But the, the sinner, the wicked, they run when no man is chasing them. No man is pursuing them. When you do the right thing, the right thing gives you boldness. But when you do the wrong thing, the wrong thing has the power to make you they become very, uh, what do you call it, weak, become very uncomfortable, your boldness is taken away. But this morning, God has set me as an agent of change. And I'm here to tell you, that spirit is bound in the name of Jesus. And, and if there's anybody who cannot sleep, I release the power of sleep. Psalm 127, the Bible says that it is in vain to sit up late, to, 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 to sleep late and to wake up with a, and eat a bread of soul, but it is God who gives his beloved sleep. Bible said it is in vain to, to, to rise up early and, and sit the world too late. Eat a bread of soul. I say it's God who gives his beloved sleep. Everybody who is hearing me, if you are a Christian, you are God's beloved. You are the apple of his life. And I'm a servant sent to tell you this morning that sleeplessness, insomnia, is not your portion. From now, as I speak, I release you, and next week you come and testify. You sleep, sleep that you haven't slept for the past 10 years, 12 years, 14 years. Had another lady in another country that I was pastoring, and she too has got a husband. And he said, for the past, if I'm not mistaken, is it 10, 12 years, she has not had any proper sleep. She also came to church, he became a member of the church. And I told her, I prayed for her. And she came to testify that for the first time. From that time, sleep is sweet. Your sleep is sweet. That demon harassment, the thing of that harassment has ceased now. Not tomorrow, now. This morning, 9.30, 9.40, 10 o'clock, it ceased in the name of Jesus. Because fear is a spirit. 
And as we are exposing his power, it cannot work against you anymore. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will open your eyes to see the still demons you are dealing with. As we are dealing with anything that will bring fear to you. And that's why you need to expose children to some things. That's why you don't allow children to be watching movies. Because all the movies, most of them, they are done by occults. So fear is part of it. And it's intentional. Because it's a bondage. And they want to hold people whose spirits are weak in bondage, including that child. That's the reason why you should allow children to watch anything. Because one thing that they watch can change them for life. Because they'll be demonized with one thing. But this morning, I'm here as a servant of change. And break that spirit. I take hold of that child and I take them out of the hand of that demon. And I say, Devil, take your hand of them. You lose your hope. 